All right, everybody, I'd like to welcome you to Millionaire Mentorship this Thursday again. And today we have an amazing, amazing mentor of mine. Uh, I've known this gentleman since I think 2008, 2009-ish time frame. Uh, we were in an affiliate marketing business. I was on his team and then network marketing company that he went to number one on. And I'm just going to kind of read you a little bit of his bio just to show share with you how amazing this is. Um, he specializes in helping network marketers increase their duplication faster and with less frustration. He's a best-selling author, in-demand speaker, top social media power influencer, philanthropist and founder and CEO of the Higdon Group, a world-class leader in the sales and training industry. He was featured on the Inc. 500 as one of America's fastest growing companies. He has shared the stage, and this is amazing, with world-renowned leaders, including Tony Robbins, Rachel Hollis, Les Brown, Brendan Burchard, Robert Kiyosaki, Bob Proctor, Gary Vanacek, Grant Cardone, and Magic Johnston, and so many more. Uh, as a number, as a former number one income earner in network marketing company, he knows what it takes to get the results. And he and Jessica currently live in Florida with their four children. But what really, for me, is the pinnacle of who Ray and Jessica are is their servant heart hmm. and their servant leadership. The fact that without question, their heart goes out to help those people. And like I said, I've been working with Ray for, for a long time now, and there's never been a time where I didn't feel like if I asked, if I needed it, he would be there not only to help me, but to help, uh, help our team. And that's just been amazing, Ray. And I thank you so much. And I'm just honored and blessed that you uh, are here today to talk to our audience. Hey, I'm excited to be here and honored. And um, like I was saying earlier, just so proud of you. Kept going and you've made it happen. So congratulations. It's awesome. Well, thank you. So let's let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, I know we don't have a whole lot of time, but I want to I wanna give you a chance to talk a little bit about maybe um, – you know, I think a lot of people out there think people in your status were kind of born that way, or it just was an easy thing. You didn't go through any hardship. There was nothing difficult about it. So maybe a, a quick synopsis. I know your story, and it's phenomenal. So, But there are probably some people out there that may not know it. Yeah, and it depends, you know, how, how many, you know, uh, obstacles you want to, you know, discuss. I mean, you know, my parents were uh, divorced uh, pretty young. I was in an abused home until uh, the age of 12. And um, let's see, left, left, uh, le you know, left, left my mom's house uh, junior year high school, didn't finish high school on time, never finished college, uh, been dead broke twice, went through foreclosure, was a million dollars in debt. Uh, one point was, uh, after going through a divorce, was sleeping on my buddy's couch, and so you know, you know, there, there's that, there's always someone out there that's been through tougher times. Um, I think, you know, yes to all, you know, there's all those things that are you know real and and happened, uh, but I think another aspect is I've there's literally never been anything I've ever tried that was easy at first. I have sucked at everything I've ever tried. I'm just, but I'm just too damn stubborn. And I just, and I just lock onto something and I just keep doing it until I get better at it, until I, you know, get really good at it. And, uh, and so like, you know, there's a lot of people that think it's, you know, natural. Like I've, I've had people, you know, after speaking on a stage or something say, oh my God, you're such a natural. And that's, there's, there's literally, there's literally nothing, um, 
that could be further from the truth. Um, you know, my first time giving a public presentation was in front of six or seven people that I worked with for years at a county government. And I had to give an update about a project and I developed a stutter. I spilled water on myself. I hadn't slept for three days because I was so nervous. And my boss, um, Maggie, who is the best boss I, I ever had, and I really respected her, uh, after my presentation, she pulled me in her office and asked if I was on drugs. And so I can assure you that there's just nothing, there's just nothing that I just came into and just rocked and rolled you know, right away. I've, I've just been stubborn. I mean, I sucked at a bunch of different network marketing companies, um, sucked at a bunch of different businesses, uh, but just, just kept going. Paddleboarding, someone knows my paddleboarding story. <laughs> look at that too. Um, that's a terrible story. <laughs> Well, you know, and it's it, if you guys, if you all heard this, there there was one thing he said throughout that short little synopsis. I just kept going. Yeah, I just kept going, and um, so I know a lot of a lot of our team and a lot of the the people in our in our company and our in our group, they they always seem to have the question of, and it's a simple question, and I've heard you talk about it so many times. Um, how do I get past the fears? How do, how do I, what do I do that will take me and, and give me that, you know, that stubbornness or that consist or that, you know, that uh, un unstoppableness and just not be afraid and, and go out and do it? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you'll find, I don't know that this is true of everyone, um, but I would say the majority of, you know, successful people that I've, I've worked with, you know, I mean, we have, um, you know, we have a, a mastermind of, you know, I think there's maybe 60 in there or something like that. And, you know, the smaller leaders in there have teams of 10,000. The larger ones have 100,000, 500,000, 700,000. And, and so the majority of successful people I've worked with, um, they felt the fear and did it anyway. Um, it's actually pretty rare that I meet someone that did something to get over their fear and then did something it's usually i was scared out of my mind but i did it anyway and so i remember you know 2009 when you know i was dead broke i was in foreclosure i was being chased by bill collectors million dollars in debt and um and i remember i had a um it was actually one around here but um i had a you know one of those legal size yellow pads of paper that i had written down you know all the people that i was going to reach out to and literally before every single call, I would look at the name and I couldn't help it. I was trying not to do this, but I would look at the name and I would think they're not going to do it. They're totally going to laugh at me. They're totally going to say no, but I made the call anyway. And so it's much less about how do I get rid of the fear? It's much less about how do I not give a shit about the fear and how do I just do it? And, and so, and also understand that, you know, what's what's underlying of that? What's underlying of that is our fear of looking stupid, right? Because they're not going to shoot you, right? They're not going to, um, you know, at least probably not. Um, you know, our fear is uh, the fear of looking stupid. And the thing is, people got their own stuff going on. Who cares? And so if you're more afraid of looking stupid than you are possibly impacting a family, then you just won't impact any families. You just won't have people that thank you. You won't have people that point at you from stage and cry. You won't have people that send you thank you letters and thank you gifts and things like that because you were too scared. And the only way to 
totally avoid looking stupid is to play so small that nobody notices. And just to be that little tiny church mouse that no one ever hears anything from. And, uh, and then congrats, you know, no one's gonna, no one's gonna hate on you, but you also won't help anyone and you won't change your own life. And so it's, it's much less about, you know, not looking for an absence of fear, but looking for uh, the fortitude to push past even when fear exists. I know that, you know, when I was in the military, that was one of the things they instilled in us right up front was, you know, you're going to be afraid. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And um, I, I like your, your your comment there. No one's shooting at me. And I've used that as a, for me for a long time. Hey, you know, I can do anything as long as no one's shooting at me. It's, you know, right, it's like, right. I, I remember you telling me a few years back about, you know, all the excuses we have in our lives and all the things that come up. And I think the word you said was, what difference does that make? And um, that was kind of a turning point for me because I've gone through open heart surgery and I had all these excuses. My family was telling me all these things um, that, you know, I had reasons to stop. And I remember thinking that, you know, what difference does that make? I've got lives to impact. I've got, you know, so many things that came back into my brain and my head of things you had taught me. Um, but you know that there, there there's still those people out there and and i don't i'm trying to think of how to phrase this question but if you if you were to lay out you know i i think of three things mindset skill set and maybe tool set that people need to work on of those things of those three areas which would you tell the new person is the most important thing that they've got to continually work on on a daily basis? Well, it, it depends because, you know, I always, I always look at advice and how it's translated because, you know, what is always holding you back from your first thousand, your first 10,000, your first hundred thousand, your first million, 10 million, hundred million, what's ho always holding you back is a piece of your mindset. However, if I say definitely mindset, then someone will take that and read Think and Grow Rich every day <laughs> and they won't prospect anyone. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm working on my mindset, trying to get it right. And the thing is, there's a big difference between I'm reading a book on my mindset versus I'm in the streets. I'm in the, I'm in the trenches. I'm doing the work because there's a different perspective of reading a book about putting together a small block engine versus turning the actual tools and you know, whatever else. Not that I know anything about engines, but, um, and so it's mindset is always what's holding you back for sure, but you learn it in the streets. You get better by getting into action because it's then it's a richer environment. There's so many things that, that you hear and someone will quickly say, oh yeah, yeah, I know that. Okay, well, you know, instead of looking at what you already know, what you actually have, because that's what you know. You know whatever amounts in your bank account, that's what you know. You may have read, you know, how to be a millionaire, or you may have read these other things. You, you may think you know how to be a millionaire, but your bank account tells the truth. You know, your asset sheet tells the truth. And, and so it's not, it's not how much do I know about mindset, it's how have I grown? How have I challenged my comfort? 
And so one of the litmus tests for me is, for growth, um, someone, I was on a podcast today and someone said, what do I you know, define as success? And I said, uh, growth and contribution. I need to feel like I'm growing. The only time I feel like I'm growing is when I'm being challenged. And like when I'm, you know, having to, you know, face inter have internal conversations that are really challenging. You know, I have, um, you know, several coaches uh, right now. One of them is helping me improve communication. You would think after 10 years every day of doing a video a day, I'd be really good at it, right? Um, but, you know, and I'm okay at it. I'm, I think I'm, you know, probably pretty good at it. But how do I get better? How do I get that next level? And it's by challenging what I think I already know. And so I have one coach that's just like, that was terrible. <laughs> He'll tell me, I'll send a video and be like, that was terrible. That was absolutely terrible. You did this, you did this, you did this, absolute crap. And so like, I, that's my version of growth is, am I uncomfortable? Am I being challenged? Am I um, going into uncharted territory and I don't know what the hell is gonna happen? Contribution is, am I, am I solving problems? Am I helping people? And not out of you know altruism or um, you know guilt or shame or anything like that. I I want to know: Am I solving problems? Am I making a difference? Am I impacting people? And if I'm not, then what the hell am I doing here? And and so you know that's you know what I look at. But see all of these things: the growth, the contribution, the impact, the value. That all happens in the streets, not in the books. And so, you know, uh, Tony Robbins says, you know, knowledge is just potential power. And that's exactly right. There's a lot of people that have been building that potential muscle that, you know, is really powerful potential muscle, but they're not doing anything with it. And so it's not enough to just study mindset. You have to be really challenging yourself. You have to be willing to get up in front of the room when you're scared out of your mind. You have to be willing to prospect someone that, you know, you, you may shed a tear before you pick up the phone or send them a message or walk up to them. Right. And so, um, that's, it's always mindset. You know, I, I, um, last year I hired uh, Grant Cardone. It was a hundred thousand dollars for six hours. So 17,500 bucks an hour, roughly. Right. And, uh, but in one hour, first hour, first, very first hour, I got my money's worth times, uh, 50, maybe 10. Let's see. Um, yeah, 50. Because he helped me see one part of my business differently that I don't know I ever would have seen the way he saw it. And the only way I got that was to be in the room with him to ask him my direct question. And um, he made me see my business, uh, uh, one part of my business a little differently that I guarantee you that one hour will lead to an additional $5 million. And so that one hour is a 50 Xer, right? Um, and I, I still have a few hours left with them out of the six. But um, you know, it's like, you know, it's getting uncomfortable. It's it's you know, getting in the streets, doing the work. It's very hard to work on your mindset when you're not in action. Um, I I don't want to say it's a waste of time, but it's 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 certainly not uh, time best used if you're just working on your mindset and not. Uh, doing the actual work. That was a very long answer. <laughs> I hope that, no, was, that was that was awesome because you hit on something that I talked to the team about. You hit on a couple of things. One is, you know, we 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 teach the team that you need to get out there. You need to do Facebook lives. You need to get in front of your audience. And I, and I remember uh, when I first met you, you were doing Facebook lives like every single day. 
and mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, and I, I got a blog and I started learning to blog and, and I'm a tech, I'm a retired software engineer. I'm a, I'm a techie. So I, I just, I fell in love with this stuff. And, and I remember over the years thinking, Oh no, Facebook live, Facebook lives. And now to hear you say, cause anybody that's out there that knows Ray and watched your lives would be flabbergasted to hear somebody say you're terrible. <laughs> but, you know, and, and here most of us are sitting there going, well, I'm terrible, you know, and, and here's a guy that, you know, has been doing this for as long as I can remember knowing him uh, and so forth. So for those of you who are out there thinking, okay, I'm terrible, I'm never going to get better, it's, it's, it is a, a process. It is a process. Well, so, let me, I mean, I'll tell you about my, I told you about my first speech. I'll tell you about my first video. So this guy, Robert, was helping me. Um, I had helped him make some money in real estate. And he would, and he is who introduced me to the whole concept of affiliate marketing. I'd never heard of it. And um, this was probably 2008, maybe, maybe 2007. I'm not sure. And um, he's like, hey, I could teach you how to make some money online. He didn't know that my real estate business was total trash and I was in desperate need of money. Um, and so he's like, all right, you want to shoot a video? So I shoot this video and, and I think I'm super like slick. I think I'm really good, man. Cause I've spoken on stage at that point and I'm like, oh, I'm going to kill this thing. And so, you know, I get dressed, I got my suit, I got my red tie and I didn't want to mess up the words of course. So I had taped the script to the back of my laptop. And so, you know, the, you know, the cameras, you know, here, right. So I'm, I'm like, Hey, do you struggle with getting leads online? I'm Ray Higdon. I can show you how. And so I, I finish it. I'm like, yeah, man, oh, I got it. And I sent it to him and I'm like, hey, man, what, what do you think? And he responds back very quickly and he says, LOL, I totally think you should post this. <laughs> and he was cracking up and I called him. I'm like, what do you mean by that? He's like, he goes, dude, it was hilarious. You should totally post it. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I probably won't. I probably won't. <laughs> Not the effect you were calling for. He seriously thought that I had created it as a spoof. That's how bad it was. He couldn't comprehend that that was a serious attempt at a video because it was so terrible. And so you get better, man. You know, you get better. Now, do you still have, I know, I think I've asked you this before in comments. Now, do you still have that video around? Man, I know you lost man it. You my lost first it. My first and second YouTube channels got shut down. Um, you know, we had I had built up one YouTube channel to twenty five thousand subscribers, millions of views, and um, you know, haters came on it, attacked it. Uh, had fourteen hundred flags in like seven seconds, so it was a programmatic attack. And um, and I that first one I didn't know enough to like back up the videos and stuff, so I lost all the really bad ones, and so. You know, I wish I had it. I wish, and I don't have that computer anymore. I wish I had it so I could show people because people don't believe you. You know, they don't believe that I was terrible at videos. They don't believe that I was terrible at, at speaking. I wish I had that stuff. I remember the first time I heard that story, I thought, oh, I'd just love to see that and use that as a tool because it's so powerful. So, so very powerful. Um, we, we got, do you have a few more for just a couple sure. more questions? Sure. Um, one of the things that you also mentioned, <laughs> that I thought was very, very powerful was you just spent $100,000 on Grant Cardone. And 
I try to tell people this all the time because, you know, I'm having now success after 40 plus years in the business. And I've had some success before. I, I made six figures years ago when I was doing this, but I've never had the success I'm having now. And um, one of the things I found was uh, what really helped was a mentor. So how important are mentors? And, and should people, even in the beginning, think, okay, I may not be able to afford a $100,000 grant card own, but sure. should I be a part of this organization for the mentorship that Ray gives or, you know, other people? So. Yeah, you know, it's... Um, to me, the way to look at it, you know, I've never, I've never hired a mentor to motivate me. You know, I, I've just, that doesn't compute. Like I, I just don't, I don't need that. Um, but they're a great, they're just, it's an unknowing condensing of time. So, um, you know, people, most people, they just elapse time because they just think they have all the time in the world. So, so what, you know, I just... I'll just Netflix binge. I don't need to work on my, my business or anything. And so they elapse time because they think they have all the time in the world. Um, people that like to collapse time, right? People that like to get there sooner. So I'm much, much more likely to, you know, to, you know, spend tens of thousands of dollars on a, on a coach versus buy a $500 course. Um, because I just, I want my answers and I want my answers as quickly as possible. And I want to be able to get the intricacies of my exact scenario versus go through a 40 hour course for much cheaper. And maybe it helps me. Maybe it doesn't, um, where I've seen people go wrong is they, um, they hire a mentor hoping that they're going to, um, you know, get them fired up and get them motivated and, and things like that. And I think that's tricky. I think you, I think you need to be in action before you really get full benefit from a mentor. Uh, if you are, you know, the way that I always looked at it, at least in network marketing, is that you are there to earn your uplines time, not demand it. And a lot of people, they think that, you know, by joining someone in their, you know, network marketing, company that now they have an umbilical cord to their upline and they can tug on it anytime they want, regardless of their performance, regardless of their coachability, regardless of if they deserve it or have earned it or anything like that. They just think it's like all of a sudden now reversely, they now own that person somehow. And, um, and that's the problem with that is that you, you, if you treat people that way, you won't ever want to be treated that way. So you actually will sabotage your success. So it's the same person that bashes the rich. So some people are like, oh, rich fat cats or whatever. Well, all that does is energetically repel you from ever being rich um, because you'll never become that which you despise. And so it's, it's something that I always looked at mentors um, as people you, you know, earn. I, I want, you know, like when, you know, when I go and meet with Grant, um, his, his staff will tell me, they're like, yeah, man, he's excited to see you, man. He goes, man, he always talks so much about you guys. Like he, and I'm like, ah, he probably does that for all his coaching clients. They're like, no, he doesn't, man. He hates a lot of those guys. I shouldn't say that. He, he does not talk as highly about some of his other clients, I should say. And, um, and you know what? Um, I see that one as a shortcut and two as a, a way to build a, a tighter relationship too. You know, because I was willing to edify him and give him love, he had me on his stage. Now, he didn't 
don't, you know, he didn't say it that way. Hey, if you're willing to edify me, right. But because I was so, you know, willing to give him some credit because it was due, um, he's like, Hey man, why don't you come out to Vegas and speak at 10 X? And so, you know, I went out there and I was, you know, I was only up for a short period of time, but it was, you know, still pretty cool. And so uh, I would not require a mentor to get into action. That's where I think a lot of people make the mistake. Um, I would not demand or be entitled. See, some people, they'll come to me and be like, hey, man, you're, you're making lots of money. You're really successful. You, you can at least, least you could do is coach me. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works, right? And, uh, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate what you're thinking here. Um, you know, it wouldn't be fair to my paying clients, but I'll tell you what, I got 10 years of free content, go through some of it. And if you got questions, I'm happy to answer a question or two. And, and so, but if you go around thinking that you're owed something by people more successful, then all you're actually doing is energetically separating yourself from the person of success. And so that's, that's a dangerous place to be. Oh, and like you said, then, then people underneath you are going to think the same way of you. Totally. Totally. You're going to, you're, you're going to, you know, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good when someone's like, uh, you know, hey, you know, we're, what's up? You know, you need to help me, man. You didn't help me enough, and they're not doing anything. I remember I was um, I was on a call with the ladies years ago, and um, she said, uh, "Hey, I've been following your stuff, and you know, I want to I want to join your team. I don't like the team that I'm in." And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, what's you know, what's wrong with the you know team that you're in? And um, and she said, uh, well, my my upline won't help me. And see, some people would just enroll her and be like, yeah, I'll help you. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by they won't help you? And like, explain to me, because I don't want to be the next person on her list of people that gets bashed. I don't want, I don't want this person going and, you know, saying, Ray didn't help me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I asked her, I'm like, well, what, what do you mean they didn't help you? Or what, what is your version of help? And she said, well, they never call me. And I said, you mean like you call them and they never call you back or they just they just never call you. So you'll never call me. And I'm like, so you're not reaching out to them, but you you feel that it would be a good thing for them to reach out to you. And she said, yes. And I said, well, I'm going to tell you something before I recruit you, before you come on board, I ain't going to call you either. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, that's how can I possibly have a large team? And every day I call everyone, hey, good morning, right? Like that makes no sense. If you got a team of 100,000 people, you literally mathematically cannot do that. And I said, but you have an issue, you have a question, not only will you be in a group where you can certainly ask anything, uh, but if you have a question, you can hit me, ask me any question you want. You reach out to me, 100% of the time, I will always reach out back out to you. Now, it may not be the answer that you want, but it'll be the answer that you need if you want to create success. And, and this is exactly what I told her. I said, and if that, if that excludes you from joining the team, I totally understand. And I wish you the very best. And she goes, no, 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 you know, it makes sense. All right, let's do it. And so by, by understanding and listening and hearing the upfront expectations before the transaction was done, you know, she, she came in and had, had no problem. And, and so, but too often, we get that, you know, someone saying they're ready to join us and we just take it and, hey, will you help me? Yes, of course I will. See, I want to get clarification. What do you mean by that? Uh, because they may they may have a version of help that I'm not willing to do, such as in her case. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to call her. If she has a problem, I, I'll, I'll respond to her. 
but I'm not going to reach out to every single person in, in the organization. That's not reasonable, you know, for me or them, you know, as they build a team either. And, and that's the old saying, right? Wherever you go, there you are. Mm -hmm. And the, the last thing you want is a challenge on one team to be a challenge on your team. So right. Right. I learned that from you a long time ago. It's, you know, you, you work with the people that want to be worked with and deserve to be worked with. And that's very important. All right. My last question is this, and, um, I, I kind of know your answer because it's been one that's driven me for a long time. And I will only mention this gentleman's name because it applied, but Michael Beckwith. But um, what is it that, it, and maybe this doesn't happen to you and you're going to laugh, but maybe you get up every morning and you're so just blown away with excitement and, and willpower and all of that, that you just never go through that. Like us, you know, people down here do, but you know, there are days when I get up, but I'll tell you, I, I get, I've got to take medication for my heart. And, and there's one side effect for the one medication is you fall asleep. And I got to take it. I wake up and the first thing I do is I got to take this and they just, they just tripled it on me. Um, but because of things that you taught me and because of things I've learned over the years, uh, what, what is it that drives you through those, those valleys? And I don't mean the valleys that are like this. I mean, that valley that just happens that day, you know, that you get up and you just don't feel like doing it. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, definitely. I de definitely, um, and it, it depends, it depends on what projects I'm working on. You know, sometimes I am working on a project where, I just, I won't sleep much. I don't, I don't sleep much period. Um, not by intention, but just chemistry, I guess. I don't know. But um, there are definitely times where I'm very excited about the projects I'm working on and, you know, I'm sleeping a few hours a, a night and, and I'm just at it, you know, just like excited. Um, there are many times and I would say many more times where I do not feel like doing it. I don't feel like working out. I don't feel like doing the videos. I don't feel like doing uh, the meetings, the interviews. I don't feel like doing any of it. And so, you know, for me, and I remember uh, I was teaching this at a, a mastermind we were having, and one of the spouses of our clients, you know, raised his hand and said, uh, does this mean you work all the day, every day, all right? Like all day, every day. And I said, no, that's not what that means. Um, it means that, um, I have high production days sometimes, I have low production days sometimes, but I don't have no production days. That doesn't exist. I don't, there is no day where nothing is produced, where nothing moves forward toward our goals of impacting more people. And, and before, you know, like I'm very aware when I say things like that of, of impact more people, um, I do it selfishly because that's what gives me significance. So I don't do this as a, I'm just here to die for you guys. You know, I'm not a martyr. I'm not selfless. I actually hate that word. I'm selfish. I do it because it makes me feel significant and it makes me feel good. And so that's why I do it. Um, and so there are days, like for example, our rank makers community, I go live in there every single day. I go, you know, an action step in a training and I go live in there every single day. Um, and there are definitely days I don't feel like doing that, but feeling that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether I, I feel like it or not, but there are definitely days where I may, I may do the video in there and take the rest of the day off. I might, right. It doesn't happen very often, but I might. And so, um, I am not highly motivated every single hour of the day 
for sure. I do take a lot of, of, of time off, you know, with, with the family, you know, we took Sabrina golfing, you know, today, which was interesting. Uh, she threw more than she hit. Um, but, um, you know, I, I don't work all the time. I'm not always, you know, super motivated. Um, but I have a good enough routine that I will there, this routine will be executed regardless of feelings or emotions or if the tummy aches or if it's raining outside, there is a, there is a good enough routine that will be executed no matter what. And then the rest can vary. And, and I think that more people need to have that kind of mindset versus I'm going to, I put in eight hours every single day. I don't put in eight hours every single day. Um, some days it may be, you know, 20 hours, uh, but some days it's two. And, and I would say there's more two to two hour days than 20 hour days. Um, and so I just, you know, have a good enough degree that on the days when you're not motivated, you at least are doing something that will progress you forward. And, and I remember there's probably, you know, I had, I had, I hit a upper limit problem back in um, 2015. And, um, and so, um, you know, like my first million dollar year was 2013. My first million dollar month was 2014. My first million dollar weekend was 2015. And I had a, I hit an upper limit problem there. And, and I kind of, I, I kind of got messed up. I remember probably about two years where I just wasn't, I just wasn't fired up, man. I just wasn't fired up. I didn't feel like doing it. I didn't have exciting projects. I, I wanted to get rid of my clients. I, I, I just, I just went through a funk two years, but you wouldn't have noticed it. <laughs> because you know, I just I still did a video every single day. I still showed up every single day. I still did interviews, you know, many times a, a week. I still coached my clients. I still did all those things. I just I just wasn't real fired up to do it. Uh, when we launched Rankmakers in 2017, that gave me a whole new dimension of of you know, I'm in the trenches. This is my tribe. This is my family. This is you know who I'm fighting for. And I and I spend a lot of my time thinking, how do I improve that scenario? How do I improve that tribe? And um, and so that was uh, it was that was a really exciting time, July 2017, when we launched that, and um, and it's been rocking ever since. Well, that's you know, for me, when I remember you quoting Michael Beckwith, uh, pain uh, uh, pushes you until your vision pulls you, and right. you should always hear you know why that makes you cry, why that makes you cry, and I really didn't understand that it's really your vision that yeah. who you me. want to become is more powerful. And, you know, the problem is so many people are focused on looking good versus actually doing good. Um, that's why a lot of people resonate with a why, because anyone can throw out a, I want to retire my spouse, or I want to put clean drinking water in Kenya, or I want to build schools in Guatemala. That all sounds great, right? And, and you can feel that, that pat on the back for something you haven't actually done. Um, the vision of who you want to become is a little different. Like I want to become the person that is able to fund new research. Like right now we're funding a cause with the March of Dimes for more studies to be done on moms that, um, that deliver babies that have the coronavirus uh, because there's no research. So right now, in, uh, and I believe most, if not all hospitals, if mom gives birth and has coronavirus, baby is taken away immediately and secluded from the mother, we think that's very bad based on a lot of past research. And so we're actually funding research 
for that, okay, let's figure this out. Are they, is, is that, do they need to be separated? Maybe they do, I don't know. We don't know without the research, but no one else is doing it. So why not us? Why not us kick that off? And, and so like, I wanted to become the kind of person that could do that kind of thing, that could stand for that sort of thing uh, versus just tell everyone what I'm gonna do at some point in the future which, and not make a difference right now. Something that doesn't have commercial value like a Y does a lot of times. Right, yep, right. Ray, I can't thank you enough, man. If you guys, uh, if you're on this uh, and watching the replay, you know, drop a hashtag replay, share this out, do watch parties, get this out there because there's been some amazing, amazing nuggets. I don't want to close this out though without you letting people know about Rank Makers. It has been something that has really helped me, my team. I see a lot of people on here that are commenting there in Rank Makers. It is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so, have, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I wanted to put up a link if you if you had one that uh... sure yeah you know it's not publicly open but uh, we do have a, a link that I, I put out in interviews and things and it's um, become a rankmaker.com become a rankmaker.com so I retired from building a team back in 2016 to focus on coaching and training the industry. And, um, and honestly, I missed so many elements of it. I missed being in the trenches. I missed recognition. I missed not, not my recognition, but like giving recognition, right? Because when you go to a trainer, typically you're selling a course, you're selling a book, you're doing an event and it's all good, right? It's fun, but it's not a team. It's not like a tribe. It's different. And, and so in 2017, uh, we started telling people that I was going to launch a group where I would go live every single day and we would track production. And it's funny because every single trainer in the industry was like, oh, that's stupid. Well, how much are you gonna charge? And I'm like, 20 bucks a month. They're like, you can get way more than that. I'm like, I, I, I know, that's not the point, I know. But um, you know, we started that in 2017, July. Uh, in the last two years, we've helped network marketers bring in over 166,000 new customers, 36,000 new reps, and achieve 7,600 rank advances. Um, and those numbers are as of a few months ago. I, I just got new numbers, but I don't have them memorized yet, um, but they're higher than all those, obviously. And, and so uh, we go live in there every single day, give an action step in a training. We have a lot of fun, give away a lot of prizes. And um, you know, there's people in there that, uh, for example, Danielle Tobin, had been in network marketing for 20 years, came in and in her first five days got her first recruit in her career. <laughs> uh, Deb Smith had been in network marketing for five years, got her first customer in month one of being in Rank Makers. So we are really good, not at impressing uh, influencers or something like that, but helping people get into production and get results that they've never gotten before. I, I would say that's our specialty. And so um, if you'd like to check it out, you certainly can. It is 20 bucks a month, but no contract. Uh, if it's you know not worth the 20 bucks and get your money back, uh, but I think you might like it. It's at becomearankmaker.com. And as uh, you said, it's, it's, I know you open and close it at different times. Is it your, are we, it, Looking now, at open it's, open. it's not publicly open to everyone, but that's a specific link that I kind of have in my head. Okay. Right. Sometimes when I'm on an interview. So all right. So everybody hear that. That if if you want to get involved with rank makers right now, you have to use this link right here. If you go to any of the other links that tie to rank makers, it will not be open. So right. wow. 
it's only taken, you know, what, since 2009 for me to be able to, you know, go through that, go through that uh, chicken list and, and get you out here. And I'm just so honored and blessed. Uh, a lot of people are. You, man. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, it, you know, it's funny. I, and I, a lot of the social media training I've got over the years has been from Jessica. Uh, obviously honored and blessed. Sabrina and I say, share the same birthday. That's uh, that's uh, that's always uh, fun because I know when she's having a birthday party, so should I be. Yes. A, little, a little bit older. but So, <laughs> so thank you again, Ray. Uh, tell everybody in the family that we said hi. You guys are in our prayers. I hope everything is going well with you and healthy. And uh, cool. I hope to do this again sometime. So God bless yeah. you, my friend. You got it, man. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate you. Proud of you. And uh, rooting for you guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, Ray. God bless everybody. Have an amazing day.